forecast to my right. We have APAT himself, Alex. How you doing? Hello, everybody. And to my left, GW himself, Garrett. How you doing? Doing all right. My name is Marvin. So Wednesday Comics forecast. We're telling the books coming out for January 30th, 2019, the last Wednesday in January. January done. One month done. A little bit more to go. Image Comics. Let's start there first, as we always do, usually. Um, Ice Cream Man number nine. This is W. Maxwell Prince. Martin Marzano as a new story arc. Garrett, Ice Cream Man, how's that going? Uh, Ice Cream Man is going excellent. I compare it similar to Stephen King's It. Uh, there's Instead of the Boogeyman, it's the Ice Cream Man. And he's basically causing horror and havoc all over the area that he's in. Um, for people falling aimlessly to their deaths, to being poisoned, to being killed by spiders, to getting chased after by a werewolf and some other things uh, that are really, you can tell that uh, the end of issue eight was the end of the first arc that the first eight issues were trying to tell. Like you didn't think it had a story overarching, but it actually does when you get to that issue. Um, And so excited to see the second arc begin and see what uh, the ice cream man has in store uh, for everybody's going to terrorize next. Uh, here we go. Man Eaters number five, Chelsea Kane, Kate Muzemic, Leah uh, Meserek, Ragtime Gospel. 12 year old girls fight the pi- patriarchy because someone has to. Alex, one question, two questions. How's this book? And two, who are you fighting over there? Go ahead. Uh, as a book, the book is great. I, uh, I, lo- I haven't read issue four. I know it's more of a, a story source book, like what you get from Lazarus. So I'm, I'm not as. Uh, gung ho, but I'm going to definitely read it before I read five. Um, this I love, love, love this book. What was your second question, Marvin? <laughs> no, but never mind. I was making a joke. Um, Alex, that uh, Man Eaters number four was amazing. I don't think really? you should dread it as much as you think you are going to. It was incredible. I laughed the entire time, and it was very, very informative. So I think you'll get a kick out of it. <laughs> I'm like I'm excited to read this. I don't normally read the source books, but number four, I'm I'm super amped. And I look at this cover for number five, and I'm just look at that blood print. And then when you look at the option B, look at that slashing blood print. So I'm uh, I'm on for this book for the long, long run. There's a lot of funny things in this book. There's actually things that, as a guy, I don't know. And uh, I'm 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 ready to have my eyes opened and my brain uh, learned. Skyward number 10, Joe Henderson, Lee Gabbert's here. Will there be dragonflies? End of the story. Our conclusion in this climactic issue, Willow is forced to ally with her mortal enemy and stage a breakout. But when Edison discovers Willow's secret, how far will he be willing to go to stop her? Skyward. Uh, Garrett, how's Skyward doing? Um, Skyward is one of my favorite new series. Um I can't say of the year. I would say of the last couple of months. Um, it's such a fresh story and a take on a world that has zero gravity. Um, and then you find out the reasons why it has zero gravity and why are there factions that want gravity back versus those who do not. Um, and then, yes, we're getting really close to the end of, I did say the first arc on that description, Marvin. This is the last one of that first arc. Yes. Yeah. Last one of the first arc. And, Things are really picking up. I mean, there's betrayals and there's 
like a lot of things are hitting the fan right now. And I don't want to spoil it because what's happening right now is really excellent. And I think um, you're going to see some of those character choices uh, from Willow, who's going to, she has to make a choice to complete her mission, but it might not satisfy everyone in her group. So um, yeah, it's going to be a wild ride uh, till the end of that first issue of uh, the first arc. Dark Horse Comics, Fight Club 3, number one, Chick Palahniuk, uh, Cameron Stewart, David Mack on that cover. Marla Singer is about to deliver her second child, but the daddy isn't her husband. It's Tyler Durden, who's very invested in his uh, heir and the world he's in, he'll inherit. Uh, Marla, her first son and husband, the unnamed narrator, and the novel who now go by Balthazar to live in a runaway motel with sketchy neighbors. In the Fight Club 2 graphic novel, Tyler Transformed. There's a lot of information there if you've read Fight Club 2. Fight Club 3. So, anybody who's picked it up and read 2, there you go. Number 3 coming out, which actually surprised me. I don't, I didn't remember hearing that he wanted to do another one. Uh, Quantum Age from the world, the Black Hammer, number 6, Jeff Lemire, Will Ferrell, Torres. Alex, uh, we're in the Quantum Age. How is it? You know, this is one of those books that it's, it's, I love the world of Black Hammer, and as I, I think issue three was the last one I've actually read. I think I'm missing an issue, uh, so I can't possibly be caught up. But this book is interesting. It's not. It's it's in the future of what we've already read. So there's things that are kind of being. I don't know if it's even led to. This is probably the most confusing one I've read, and I think a part of it is that I'm not far enough into it to be like, yes, this is great. But it is fun. All right. <laughs> um, I Go mean, ahead. what I'll add to it is like, you know, I thought ever, at first it was only going to be four issues, like most of the minis have been. Um, and I think, like, the last issue I think was really eye opening because there's a huge character reveal um, in that issue. Um, there is some conflict from two characters we know and love from the main Black Hammer books that made it super interesting. Um, but I feel like, you know, we're on a lull from Black Hammer coming out. Um, wasn't there another Black Hammer? Yeah, the old school Black Hammer's coming out soon. I don't know. I just feel like Black Hammer is taking its time right now, and that's okay if they're fleshing out story. But right now it just seems like we're waiting for waiting's sake. Word number one, Kurt Pires and uh, Antonio Foso. Uh, there are trope problems, cases too strange for U.S. law enforcement to solve. Peter Ward is one who solves them for a fee, of course. An unaging, invincible detective with the penage for strange. Ward is one of the government calls when things go very badly and very strange. In this issue, Crimea, a failed attempt at recreating a certain U.S. super soldier, a monster roaming the countryside, a trail of bodies. So there's a new number one from Dark Horse, which sounds very interesting. I'm not aware of that creative team, but that concept alone uh, might have me check it out. Well, Action Comics 1007. This is Brian Michael Bennis and Steve Epting. The Cobra Cult Conspiracy ensnares Daily Planet photographer Jimmy Olsen, drawing the attention of the Man of Steel. But be careful. Superman, there's more lurking in the shadows of Metropolis than there is than just a snake cult. Uh, Garrett, before I ask you how this book is going, Brian Michael Bennis and Steve Epting may be a team... They gets me to start reading this book. Uh, how has it been? Um, love action comics so much. 
Um, and did you read that description? Whose name was in that? Jimmy Olsen. He's not dead. I promise you. He's alive. <laughs> and uh, what's really fun is he's getting more and more, should I say, screen time or panel time in these comics. But besides Jimmy Olsen, a fan favorite, coming back and into your hearts, um, the book itself um, is incredible. It's everything I want out of a Superman book. It's got the Daily Planet. It's got Lois. And it's got Clark. Um, there's not a lot of John in there, Jonathan Kent. Um, it's really focused on the city of Metropolis and Superman handling threats that happen there. And it sounds kind of boring, but I think this is the time. You know, we've been without a Superman guarding Metropolis for so long, and it's just fun and refreshing having Superman do what he does best in the city that he has chosen to protect. Um you know, I feel like Bendis actually gets these characters very well. Um, the chemistry between Lois and Clark, um, how he shows Clark, you know, he has kind of that Christopher Reeve-esque uh, Clark Kent where he can be bumbling, but he's also like the animated series where he's very confident as Clark Kent. Um, but then you're the Superman, I mean, one of the best Supermans I've read in years. And so... I really enjoy it. I think everyone should give Action Comics by Bendis a chance. Don't read Superman. It'll put a bad taste in your mouth, but please read Action Comics um, if you love Superman. Uh, Detective Comics 997. Peter J. Tomasi, Hamid Mendoza, Doug Mankey. Uh There's no man on Earth more convinced that he knows what makes Batman tick than Dr. Hugo Strange. What makes him a natural target for things that's hunting Batman unless... Batman gets there first. We're on the countdown to 1,000. Three issues left. Uh, Garrett, Detective Comics, how's the road to 1,000? Um, I actually read 996 today, and this book, much like Action Comics, has been really great, I think, since Tomasi took over this book. Um, the story is very focused on... Batman's origins, which it should be going into his thousandth issue. Um, there's basically a, how do I say it? A killer that can take on the look. It's not, it's kind of like the chameleon in the DC universe that can take on the look of all of his villains, people he loves. It's kind of, it's also like the thing, you know, like John Carpenter's the thing in this book and it's making Batman go back to his roots at the same time as, like just trying to solve a crime. So, you know, the detective work in this book is incredible. And I think that the road to 1000, I think it's going to be an epic ride. Um, you know, and of course, you know, I'm the spoiler King. I have read the solicits for what's coming up soon. And there's going to be a certain character introduced in 1000 that I'm super pumped for. Uh, there we go. Uh, detective comics on the road. Exciting. Stuff on the way to a thousand issues, uh, along to join Action Comics past the one thousand mark. Uh, next here we have it loads up here. Flash number sixty three. This is Josh Williamson, Rafael Sandoval, uh, Garrett. Uh, there's two against one when Jim and I tag teams the Flash. Uh, how's the Flash going? That cover is pretty great. I like that cover. You know, for me, actually. Uh, the Flash has kind of been dying down, and I'm kind of disappointed in how much time we're spending on these different forces. Um, we're not getting a lot of character development. It's kind of like any TV show where 
there is like a who done it and or like a monster of the week and that's kind of what this is it's like who's got the new force this week and i'm ready for us to get to the next arc and reveal more about the plot because i'm starting to lose interest fast because that's like been the last 10 issues is just focusing on these different people acquiring these different forces flash beats them and then there's another force that pops up so it's like nothing's happening um except Barry and Iris are spending a lot of time together since he took her on the journey to find more information about these forces. Uh, and I, th- I don't think I've ever seen this from DC. Flash Annual Number 2, Joshua Williamson, Scott Collins, the same same, same week that the actual Flash issue was hitting. Um, yeah, that's kind of bullshit. Um, I don't think they should do that, but... I wonder uh, if maybe this got delayed or something, and that's why it's coming out this week, or they just didn't know where to put it, so it just it's, they're pushing it out. It's a Hero in Crisis right. tie-in, which I believe The Flash is it, part of it happened two issues ago. So maybe it's late, or last issue, whatever. But that's coming out this week, too. There's actually a bunch of annuals this week, which also DC doesn't normally do on a normal week. They usually wait till a fifth week, but maybe they couldn't wait. I don't know. I mean, but this one does look exciting. Impulse is in it from Young Justice. Godspeed is back. Um, and it ties into Heroes in Crisis, where Barry's clearly dealing with the loss of Wally West. So um, that'll be nice to tie in with the next book we're going to talk about. So I think it's fine that it's coming out. It's just like, seriously, I'm spending uh, $9 on The Flash this week, but whatever. Here's in Crisis number five of nine. Tom King Clayman. Uh, the secrets of the DC Universe are hacked. Sanctuary wasn't supposed to keep records, but now that the AI is compromised, superhero secrets are leaking all over the net. Booster and Harley set aside their differences to focus on who they believe is the real killer. Assuming one of them isn't lying, that is. Meanwhile, Batman and the Flash continue to investigate the mysterious murder. The answer can be found in Sanctuary, but is it safe to go digging in the crime scene. So that is out uh, this week. Here's in crisis. I feel like it's been fantastic. Um, I'm really, I really, I really love the last issue. And I think like that was probably my favorite issue of the series. And like, I feel like it's just going to keep getting better from here. You know what? And and I'll I'll talk about this briefly. It's more of a a show talk, uh, maybe in free talk. I don't understand people hate this book. And when you see their objections to it, it really isn't valid. Uh, they think that this is, uh, the, the people are unrealistic, you know, like Superman would never go and, and feel bad about himself and, uh, you know, give up his innermost thoughts to a camera and who, why wouldn't he <laughs> I understand? Like what, what? where, yeah. where in his history is like, Hey, I'm not going to, I'm not a guy who, uh, you know, confesses stuff like that. Like, hey, what the, I don't know. Maybe see. the Superman from the new 52, but like not this Superman. And it might be a vocal minority, but I just feel like since the story is more about the human aspects of these characters, a lot of people just like to see them like to see them punch things. So I think maybe that's yeah. why they find it boring. But I find it interesting. And right. The only so. thing that I had like concerns about was issue one because it was like a very cold opening, but like they did that for a purpose, and it makes the book better in the longer term. Justice League Annual. Speaking of the annuals, Scott Snyder, James Tenney in the fourth Daniel Sampri, Juan about on Juan uh, Juan excuse me. Yannick Paquette on the cover. Uh, the source wall has degraded too much, and the League must patch the hole right now, or the whole multiverse will collapse. Our heroes scramble for a solution and turn to the only thing that, that might work, the Omega Titans. The only problem, they killed the 
Entropy Titan back in Justice League No Justice. Whoops, but fear not, Kyle Renner, Miss Martin, and Steel from the Nom Planet Eating Titans team guest stars with a plan to create a ent- new entry Titan, one that's so crazy it might work. Okay, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in that book, uh, but I think that encapsulates why that's not a book for me. But <laughs> yeah, same. It's like, oh, let's do all this crazy stuff. Batman in the, on the cover shooting laser out of his eyes. Uh, okay. All right. Good yeah, they're, they've ran out of story material, so they're just making shit up now. Um, Justice League, guys, it would be crazy, but also I tend to find that those are stories with big stories that don't really have any focus, and that's why it was it for me. Right. Justice League Odyssey number five, Joshua Williamson, Carmine D. G. Kaminko, uh, Steven Sajak on that cover. Uh, it's Cyborg and Jessica Cruz versus giant battle robots to death to save her teammates. Starfire must absorb the next language in the Codex in order to gain new dark powers. But this Rosetta Stone could prove dangerous to Corey. And Betrayal looms for the Odyssey team when Rapture kidnaps Azrael and offers him a deal that could save the Ghost Sector as long as he sells out to his teammates. Uh, Garrett, Justice League Odyssey, how's that going so far? I really love this team. I mean, out of all the Justice Leagues that have come out, Dark, Regular, and Odyssey, I've dropped Dark and the Regular book, and I do really enjoy Odyssey. I think we're exploring uncharted territory, but not only that, we're taking characters, uh, besides Starfire, I mean, she's obviously been very popular, but other characters that aren't super popular and giving them their time to shine. And I think they actually work very well together as a team, as different as they all are. And I think. The plot is it's easy to follow. It's not these huge epic things that are super overcomplicated. And like you can tell there's a big bad in Dark Side. Like he's playing this sketchy, like making deals with heroes and villains on the side. Um, he's got this like intelligent plot happening instead of his normal, like, I'm going to send my little minions to your planet and take it over. Like, okay, like Dark Side is more cunning than that so i think this is fresh the art has always been good i mean sajic when he's on it amazing but carmine dg however you say his last name from the flash also very amazing art so i think this will be a great issue uh there we go mysteries of love and space number one james Tane the fourth saladin amid cecilia casilio uh, kyle higgins jeff loveless and others art from max dunbar kyle hotz Alina Casagrande and Tom Grummet and more covered by Joel Jones. That's uh, their uh, Valentine's Day DC 80 page giant. So if you're looking for uh, their holiday one, as they always do, DC likes to do it. There you go. Pick that up. The Terrifics number 12, Jeff Lemire, Victor Bondagovich. Uh, the Terrifics, this band, what they're going to need to get back together if they're going to say Mr. Terrific from Doc Dredd's new team, the Dreadfuls. Plus, Rick Mason takes a huge plunge. Phantom Girl bolts. Uh, I don't know how to say that name. And Plastic Man sketches out, uh, stretches out for the family drama with his son Luke, who's struggling with his own super elastic powers. Will our heroes reunite in time to save Mr. Terrific from an evil form of themselves? So here we go with the uh, Dark Terrifics uh, versus the uh, Good Terrifics. So, Jeff Lemire. Isn't this uh, Jeff Lemire's last issue? Uh, I know he's ending soon, so it's very possible. I think you think they would put that in the solicit, but uh, maybe they don't want to make that very public. Mm-hmm. But I know he's leaving very soon, so enjoy it while you can. One woman, I don't know who's taking over afterwards. I don't think they announced that. So 
Yeah, I don't remember. Wonder Woman number 63, G. Willow Wilson, Emmanuel Lapacino, Ray McCarthy. This is G. Willow Wilson on Wonder Woman. Garen, how's what have that been doing so far? A few issues in. Yeah, uh, I love it. I just read issue uh, 62 today as well. And wow, like the storytelling is some of the best since uh, Shea Fontana and uh, Greg Rucka. Like, I mean, this... You can tell that uh, G. Will Wilson gets this character, gets the supporting cast. I mean, you got your vibrant colors too. Um, the art has been very good. I mean, I'm, I think it's Carrie Nord, or I can't remember who the first name is of the Nord artist. Amazing art, and like I think Lupacino and some other artists have been great too. But I was like, I wish that Nord character would stay on. Uh, art because that looks incredible but the story is really fun and i think it does pay a lot of homage to brian azarell's run uh, which i just read this last year and there's a lot of going on between wonder woman and the god of war uh, Ares, and it makes it really fun and exciting because that's what wonder woman should be it should be these not necessarily epics but they should be you know it's there's gods in this universe and wonder woman doesn't typically only just hang out like getting cats out of trees. Like she actually does things. And I think there's a lot of strength uh, in the writing um, and the art to portray like Wonder Woman isn't like just, uh, I don't know how you would say it, but she's not just a uh, there to be there. Like she means something and she is making a change and it's really fun. I think it's refreshing and I'm glad I'm back on Wonder Woman because it is back to being quality. Marvel Comics, Age of X-Men, Alpha number one. Just wanted to bring this up quickly. This is Zach Thompson, Lonnie Nettler, and Ramon uh, Rosianas. Phil, note on that cover, two things. First off, uh, we might be reaching the apex of, uh, not the apex, but the limits of X-Men books that we can allow on this planet. So there's another one for you. And two... Uh, I am strongly remembering that this cover uh, existed as a different cover for a different book. So it really looks like it's put, put together in two seconds. So I'm not sure what this book is. I never heard this book announced, but also I really don't keep up with the X-Men. There you go. Until yeah, it just looks I'm, I think, I don't know why they're oversaturating the X-Men market right now. It is just crazy. I mean, I don't know if it's because Deadpool's doing so good and there's some X-Men in that, but I'm like, Which is wow, crazy because could... it was one of the books that they tried to pare down in recent years. And ever since, um, God, what's his name? Took over as editor-in-chief. Uh, the X-Men books have exploded. It's like the first uh, word of, I mean, the first uh, thing of business was he went in and was like, 30 X-Men books right now. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah. shit. Um, Major Spider-Man. And- oh, go ahead. Sorry, one last thing about that is like I'd be excited too. Like, there's a lot of those X Men books I wanted to try, but you're putting seven dollar price tags on there to try issue one, and I'm like, yeah, right. Amazing Spider Man number fourteen, Nick Spencer, Chris Pacello, uh, Ryan Otley on that cover. There we got a little Rhino running through some glass. Garrett, how's the Spider Man going? Uh, this is like probably my favorite arc so far because. Um, it's Peter Parker interacting with J. Jonah Jameson, who now knows Peter's secret after um, 800 plus issues. And, you know, it's fun because they do have a lot of chemistry together as, you know, it's kind of like they're doing buddy cop uh, in this book. And it makes it just fun because, you know, J. Jonah Jameson is such like he's just 
funny because of how angry he gets about things. Yeah. And Peter's dealing with him like the guy that's like root, like tormented him his entire life. And he has to be the one to like, be like, Hey Jonah, like, don't be an idiot. Like, but they know each other. So it just makes it really funny. And, um, the plot in this arc, I, I thought at the end of the last issue, that arc was over, but I guess there's a little bit more left to do. So, um, Ryan Otley on art, incredible. And I think Nick Spencer is writing the best I've seen Spider-Man and obviously 10 years. All right, there you go. Uh, that's something I probably should check out because uh, I like Nick Spencer and I like Nick Spencer focused Nick Spencer. I don't like Nick Spencer's Secret Empire where he was writing so much that I think he lost a little bit of it. But good Nick Spencer is good Nick Sp- uh, good comics. Uh, Captain America number seven. Here we go. Tennessee Kiltz, Adam Kubert, Alex Ross. Fugitive begins here. Superstar artist Adam Kubert joins Tennessee Kiltz for the next dramatic development in the life of Marvel's Su- Soldier Supreme. Which, by the way, I don't think I've ever heard him refer to Soldier Supreme. It should say uh, Super Soldier. Captain America right. wanted for murder and the victim is a familiar face in the Marvel Universe. How? Why? You'll have to read to find out. Adam Kubert is fantastic. Tanisi Kiltz has been fantastic on this book. There's no doubt in my mind. And that cover is great by Alex Ross. Uh, oh, God. I'm this issue is uh, already... Um, I'm really looking forward to it, I'll say. Well, you know, Kubert, very good at doing, like, soldiers and armies and, like, kind of doing that kind of war look to a book, you know, with his dad and brother. Like, I'm just, the art's going to be incredible. Obviously, the story's going to be amazing. And do we all know that Black Widow's under that tarp? Not interesting. Uh, West Coast Avengers, number seven, Kelly Thompson, Danielle D. Nuccio, uh, no one war, no way. Oh, geez, look at Marvel Boys back. Uh, not that a movie's coming out soon. Uh, Marvel Boys back, Marvel, Mo- excuse me, Marvel Boy is back, and the timing couldn't be worse for Kate Bishop. Her relationship with Fuse is looking really shaky, and the last thing she wants is her very hot ex hanging around, not to mention Kate's former young Avenger teammate has been brought out a month of, brought a mountain of trouble to the West Coast. Can Kate clean up after Norn Red while keeping uh, no VAR? Why do I keep saying Norn Red? That's uh, yeah, <laughs> was like, a little different. Uh, while keeping him far away from her love life. Read on, true believers. Uh, a couple of things. First off, that cover and homage to uh, Star Wars, I believe. Uh, at least their poses. Yeah. Um, and two... Uh, I was going to say uh, Young Avengers, which is a great series with Kate um, and Novar. It is uh, on Hoopla, so you want to check that out. It is a great series, so this is uh, exciting me that we're going to kind of dip back into there. Garrett, West Coast Avengers, how's it going? I think it's really strong. This team, at first, like you didn't think it would work together, but it is kind of turning into the Young Avengers team again. Um, which is really refreshing, refreshing, uh, especially with Kelly Thompson writing. Like she gets Kate Bishop and uh, Clint Barton so well uh, to have them kind of being the leaders of this team, and then all the side characters. It just makes this perfect whole where you're like, you didn't think all these characters would work together, but they're just actually being a great team. Um, Marvel Boy being back is obviously causing uh, uh, some turmoil for Kate because she's like, she's dating this guy who uh, probably has no clue who Marvel Boy is, and then Marvel Boy comes up and he's super flirty with Kate. 
Um, plus, I don't think they ever explained why they separated, did they? Uh, no, but it's in Young Avengers, so they used to date. Um, so she is uh, very interested, but yeah, you know, so I'm sure we'll learn some history there. So, but yeah, it's a fun book. I think it's also so great because since on another coast, it really doesn't deal with any other comics coming out right now. And that makes it fun because all you have to read is this. You have to read anything else and you get a great story each time. Uh, I wanted to bring this up. X-Force number two. I don't know if I noticed number one ever come out, but Ed Brisson, uh, Dylan Burnett, there's a X book that uh, usually X-Force books that I'm saying, the reason why I bring this up is that usually stays out of the whole X-Men thing. Uh, so maybe that one will. So if you're looking for an X-Men book, that might, I would say maybe that's, probably the best option that you have what do we got on this team we got um uh domino who else is this team cable deathlock and some other people who knows a young cable too uh james bond this is dynamite james bond 007 number three greg pock mark lamming odd job continues by superstars greg pock and mark lamming uh garrett this uh number two issue came out a long time ago we've been waiting for this guy yeah um Probably the strongest James Bond comic I've read uh, for all the James Bond comics I have been reading. Um, I think it's the most screen accurate portrayal of James Bond and having odd job in there too. It just makes it really fun because a character you saw for maybe 30 minutes in, uh, what was it? Uh, gold finger. Yeah. Yeah. You see him not that long. Um, I mean, he is one of the big villains of that movie, but it's crazy that there's all this extra backstory you can throw behind him. and It makes the book fun, and I think there's enough James Bond tropes in this book that it's really enjoyable as a James Bond fan to read. And Odd Job, if you look at that cover, is uh, normal size compared to James Bond, uh, very stocky and uh, muscular. So it's not the same uh, Odd Job as in the movie. So there you go. Uh, James Bond number three. Mighty more from Power Rangers. Did you still get this, Garrett? No, I did drop it. Well, adios. Mighty Wolf Powers number 35 coming out this week, but uh, we dropped it. Another book I just want to bring up, uh, they do these one-shots every once in a while. WWE Forever, number one. Mike Kingsman, Lan Pitts, uh, Derek uh, Fitolfs, Arun Singh, uh, Brett Schoonover, and uh, some artists here. Brett Schoonover, Kendall Good, Derek Fanoffs, Carlos Mango, and Michael Manpola. Um so this is uh, the WWE Legends. You got who we got here? What do we got here? We got a uh, Ride Rider Piper, some Andre the Giant. We got uh, Ric Flair right on the cover there. We got the uh, uh, Junkyard Dog. So if you want to read this, there you go. You, this book actually, in terms of people who actually um, uh, usually gets good reviews. I'll just say that. I'm not sure if it's entirely wrestling fans, but these books have been going on for a little bit, and actually Boom Studios is doing a good job. Uh, making these so there you go did you see that uh variant that has like all the wrestlers on it i did not but i'm gonna check that out here in a second uh garrett what do you think uh let me look here what the, 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 uh, garrett what do you think what it looks to be your uh, pick this week um i think i'm gonna start all the way at the top and that'd be man eaters number five um i've enjoyed every single issue um and i know i'm gonna love this one too i just think it's one of the best new comics coming out right now and i can't wait to see what happens next uh, I'm going to go with Captain America number seven. How can I not? Uh, right. By Adam Kubert and Tennessee Coates. We're looking forward to it. it. You know, dead Captain America, they keep it away from us. Just long enough that I, I don't know, feel like it's delayed, but long enough that I wonder 
Um, I want the taste, and then it comes and it goes. So, it's, well, Marvin, does Captain America make you think about the cold at all? I mean, it does. I think me, something's happening this week. I don't know. We don't have our weatherman here, but let me talk about the weather. Alex went outside to his uh, little hole. He forgot to test the weather out. He said so. He's got to go out there and sit there overnight to see what the weather is. So, um, uh. This week, by the time you listen to this, or maybe within 24 hours of that, if you live in the upper Midwest, or even I saw it, it extends past that, Chicago, Wisconsin, all these places, a nice little cold snap is coming. And where we are specifically, it's supposed to be about negative 50 with the wind chill, possibly negative 60, I saw, depending on how strong the wind is. And uh, I think, and then on Saturday, it's supposed to be 40 degrees. So that literally is a 120 degree swing here um, that we're doing. And uh, it's going to be cold, baby. Then it's going to be a little hot. So I don't know how, you know, the roads or buildings are going to handle this thing. But uh, make sure you bundle up, put on a little scarf, uh, some gloves, maybe a hat. And you head out there. If you have to go out there, you make sure to stay out of the wind. Ten minutes in that wind, you get frostbite. I believe already they're calling off school for tomorrow and Wednesday. Uh, right. in our region so uh not only for snow sometimes they don't only have snow days sometimes we have cold days that's how cold it is where we are but you know what the great thing uh, about our hobby here is that it's done indoors next to the fire with a nice little drink uh alex and uh, garrett would have that to the side i would have it right there with a the comic um <laughs> because now i'd read it digital so i don't really care and my iphone's waterproof and uh garrett though what i was talking about before the hot weather coming up here, not hot, but 40 for negative 60. That's a hot weather. Uh, negative 60 to 40 within a three-day span. What does that do to them roads? You know, I'm just going to throw it out there. If this might be the only week that I'll tell you, probably don't eat, should just wait till Thursday to get your comics. Like It's <laughs> going to be cold. Um, I might not take that advice that I'm giving to you, but any smart, sane person would not leave their house if they don't have to uh, on Wednesday. It is going to be cold. Um, yes, you want to get those books you can be by the fire, but if your car breaks down on the side of the road because your engine's frozen, uh, that's not going to be fun, and you're just going to get more cold. So I recommend not going till Thursday this week. Um and I feel like there will be a, if you do get on those roads, there's going to be a lot of cards on the side of them. So, and you might be one of them. So I say wait till Thursday. Thing is, though, if you got to go out, you got to do what any Midwestern does, what a Midwesterner does in this kind of weather. You put on, uh, you know, your nice pants, put on some uh, socks, maybe two pair, depending on how hot you want it to be, a shirt, a nice sweater, maybe a long sleeve, maybe a hoodie. And then you put your coat on, then you put your hat on and the hoodie on, and then a scarf, and then some gloves. You gotta you gotta bundle up so much that you can barely see. It's like you're wearing a helmet out there, and the, this is a cold war. So, um, for uh, Wednesday comics, I want to very much tell you: stay out of the cold and read them damn books. Gotta catch up. Gotta catch up. My name is Marvin. Stay out of the cold, Garrett. I'm Garrett. Keep it cool. As Alex would say, if he's not out in a ditch getting cold right now, he would say, uh, keep getting those books. Yeah, something along those lines. Uh, I think that's it.